This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. My usual co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, is out uh, helping a friend move to Idaho, so that's, uh, you know... That's respectable, but in the meantime, I have, uh, well, if you're watching the video, you might think my long-lost brother, but uh, <laughs> long-time contributor, good friend of the show, Tim Nidell. Tim, how you doing today? I am doing very well. See, this is proof that if you guys call into a radio show enough, they will hire you as a guest host. Right. <laughs> next up is Kendra, because uh, she's our, our, our next most uh, frequent caller, but, uh, you know, it is Monday. I think we were all a little slow going, but, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, Tim is visiting from Montana, of all places. Uh, how was your trip out? It was fine. Uh, good drive. We split it up to two different days, so I brought my daughter with me, so mm. I didn't want to go 13 hours and have her, you know, ask every five minutes, are we there yet? Are we there? Which she pretty much did. Right. <laughs> so. You got to spread that joy over two days as exactly. opposed to one long exactly. day. So it was yeah. fine. It was fine. Yesterday, the, the smoke was ridiculous here in Nevada, but yeah, yeah, you know, and we've got we're blessed with I mean beautiful weather pretty much year round around here. But uh, you know, we do get fire season. We're in the middle of fire season, and uh, obviously, we felt the repercussions of that uh, yesterday with it all blowing in. Yeah, at least you don't look like a complete idiot when you wear the mask outside, right? (laughs) So it kind of makes sense now. It has dual purpose at this point, exactly. All right, well, let's go ahead and kick things off with a question for the co-host, as I do each and every day. Tim, obviously, you grew up a teenager. I did? Uh, Most of us did. (laughs) But, uh, you know, as a teenage boy, I'm sure you got into your fair share of trouble, got caught once or twice. What was the most ridiculous excuse you came up for getting caught for something? You know, I was actually a pretty... I was about to say lame, which is also true. Pretty, t- pretty tame teenager. I got a couple of friends of mine that are actually watching right now who knew me as a teenager. I didn't really get into much trouble. I think the worst I did was just go off to a uh, concert when I wasn't supposed to. Okay, Thanks. and it may not have been a teenager. You could have been an adult. You could have been a kid. But uh, we won't talk about the adult years because that was much different than my teenage years. That's still I... within the statute of limitations. <laughs> is that? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, worst thing I got caught for was. Was, um, sneaking out and when I came back uh, the lights were on in the house and so I didn't know what to do so I decided to sleep in my car oh. until my parents came out and saw me sleeping in the car 
<laughs> and uh, I came up with some excuse that because uh, it was a fairly new car, like, oh, you know, I just yeah. wanted to, you know, hang out in my car, and I ended up falling asleep, and yeah, that, it's, that was. It's not a bad lie. It really isn't a bad lie. No, but you know, at the same time, I I think they were wise enough to yeah. realize what I, I did the same happened. thing when when my parents caught me not home at a certain time because I was supposed to be home at a certain time. I just told them I went to a friend's house, played a board game, we fell asleep. There you, you go. Know, sounds pretty boring, but we were at a, <laughs> we were at the uh, Our Lady Peace concert. Oh, okay, so. all right, yeah. You know, it's it's nice. Uh, you know, Tony for me was always the uh, the friend's house that I would crash at, and uh, you know, from there we would do really whatever we wanted. <laughs> so. Oh, Tony. But uh, no excuse is more ridiculous than I think this guy's. Florida police have arrested a man after finding more than two dozen pipe bombs, including some that contain nails, screws, and metal pellets. Gregory Haas is facing 26 felony counts of making, possessing, and placing a destructive device after his arrest Wednesday night in Palm Beach County, according to the Boynton Beach Police Department. Police have been called after an explosion and found several bombs near a street and others in a trash bin. After officers identified Hass as a suspect, he approached officers and surrendered. The 34-year-old told them he made the bombs for celebrations and to remove tree stumps and that he never intended to hurt anybody. His attorney has had no immediate comment. Obviously, Boynton Beach Police said Thursday that the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives is now the lead agency invest- investigating Hayes. Um, yeah, yeah, you know this this pipe bomb filled with filled with uh, nails and screws. Yeah, I, I'm doing some uh, gardening. I, I just need to remove a few tree stumps. That, that's all it is. One time when I was in, I lived in Florida, I think I was I, I was a teenager. I um. There was an anthill below a giant bush of ours, and I wanted to destroy the anthill, so I just filled it up with gunpowder. So I, I feel the guy. I, I was there. You know, I tried. I just didn't put nails in it, which may have helped out more. I should have done that. Of course, you were probably 14, 15, 16. I think I was 15, yeah. This yeah. guy's 34 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think that excuse flies, you know. I, I was running back and forth from the uh, garden hose because it wouldn't reach. I grabbed a bucket, and if my parents saw me, I was just running back and forth with little buckets of water because the bush <laughs> got on fire. But... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah. well. I mean, I when I was a teenager, I torched my fair share of G.I. Joe's just to watch them melt. But, no, uh, you don't do that with G.I. Joe's. Uh, well, I realize that now. <laughs> I think it was ones I had doubles of because I, I was a collector even at that point. But uh, All right. in any case, you know, the, as I always say, we live in a crazy, crazy world, and this is just more proof. But, folks, we have a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show on a Monday, shall we? Briefly, I hate Mondays. Just hate them. Therefore, I decree from this day forward... There'll be no more Mondays. I I would be okay with that. You know, an extra day to the weekend to sleep in? Yeah, why not? But then Tuesday would become a Monday. Yeah. You with your logic. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have Put It In Your Mouth Monday, as we do on Mondays, where I ask my co-host about uh, some stranger fast food fare from around the world and ask them aptly would they put it in their mouth. We have Don't Get Cheeky with the TSA. We'll tell you why. Our call-in topic today in honor of Tim being here is your favorite cartoon that nobody else has seen. We have Amazon Gold, This Day in History, and when we come back, Entertainment News. So, folks, folks, wow, that was almost a, folks, just a reminder. After these messages, we'll be right back.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. Here we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. Now, we've got a little thing called the Phoenix Line. It's 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, allowing you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to call in on any topic whatsoever. Maybe you can tell us uh, what trouble you were getting into as a uh, teenager. If you want to do so, give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those up and put them out in a future show. In fact, I think we might even have enough that we can do that this week. So uh, looking forward to that. Well, it is the second segment of the show, and even though Tony's not here, we're going to go ahead and go through today's entertainment news. So first off, you know, in life they say surround yourself with successful people, you know, like-minded people, people that you want to emulate so that way you yourself can, uh, you know, be that type of person. Well, apparently garbage people surround themselves with more garbage people. Uh, Case in point, R. Kelly's manager has been arrested in California on charges that he threatened a shooting at a Manhattan theater two years ago, forcing an evacuation and the cancellation of the screening of a documentary addressing allegations that the singer had sexually abused women and girls. I mean, that's one way to get it uh, (laughs) not seen, right? (laughs) Donnell Russell, 45, of Chicago, was charged with conspiracy and with threatening physical harm by interstate communication. He appeared remotely Friday from Los Angeles before a magistrate judge in Manhattan. He was permitted to remain free on $75,000 bail. An email seeking comment was sent to his court-appointed lawyer. The charge comes on the heels of Russell being charged in Brooklyn Federal Court earlier this week with harassing a Kelly victim and her mother after the unidentified unidentified I'm telling you words are hard unidentified woman filed the lawsuit against Kelly authorities said Russell sent a letter to the woman's lawyer with uh, crop nude photos of her and later sent a text warning her quote pull the plug or you'll be exposed in the latest case authorities said the threats by Kelly's manager and advisor in December 2018 forced the cancellation of the screening of Lifetime's surviving R Kelly series at the New House Madison Square as police took precautions, although they determined that there was no imminent threat. I mean, this guy is, uh, you know, you've got R. Kelly, who is just about as big a degenerate as there is anywhere, and then he's got his manager, who's essentially not only condoning the behavior, behavior, but he's doing almost worse stuff himself, and it's... I just don't get it. I guess they both believe they can fly. I I don't know. (laughs) Well, they'll be touching the sky in prison, that's for sure. (laughs) Because, wow. Yeah. I mean, entertainment, and there's obviously a lot of stuff coming out about, uh, you know, some actors, people in Hollywood that uh, is, you know, not the things you want to hear. But at the same time, these folks aren't immune. Just nope. the way that we are nope. as well. So, uh, you know, hate to start off entertainment news on a down note, but uh, let's go ahead and bring things up a little bit. One of the most infamous events in Star Wars history is getting resurrected on Disney Plus through the lens made of Lego. The Lego Star Wars 
holiday special oh, no. will debut on the streaming service on November 17th. Set after the events of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, the special continues the partnership between Lake Lucasfilm and Lego of making playful, tongue-in-cheek animated versions of Star Wars stories using Lego figures and blocks. The 45-minute special will follow Rey as her further investigation of the Force launches her and BB-8 across the history of the Skywalker saga as Finn, Poe, Rose, and Chewbacca prepare for the Star Wars Holiday Life Day on Chewie's home planet of Kashyyyk. A a rep for Lucasfilm tells Variety that a few Star Wars actors will reprise their roles for the special, but it's still unclear whether Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, or Kelly Marie Tran are returning. What is clear is the Lego Holiday Special directly evokes the 1978 Star Wars Holiday <laughs> Special that aired on CBS on the same day, November 17th. That special starred all the original Star Wars actors, including Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, and Peter Mayhew, and introduced the concept of Life Day as a special holiday Luke, Leia, Han, and Chewie celebrated after the events of Star Wars A New Hope. Now, based on uh, you know some of the comments you were making, I, I assume you've seen the original. I have. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it, you guys need to watch it because it's it's quite remarkable. It's uh, not great. <laughs> I guess it's, is one way to put it. It's probably better than Phantom Menace, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's uh, it was a little cheesy. You know, it lacked obviously the big budget action yeah. and and you know thing that people come to expect from Star Wars, and uh, it was ultimately just a a cash grab you know it was uh you know george lucas fantastic at at, at publishing and promotion and and all of that and you know didn't play so well and i think you're pretty hard-pressed to find a copy of it these days youtube's about it i think if it's even on there i'm I'm surprised it would be on there because lucas you would think they would just pull everything right and if you can find it it's in that vhs quality lo-fi uh still not great you know no the good news is you won't get uh, George Lucas uh, doing a uh, re-release with a new computer oh, updated, you know, graphics. So that actually might be cool, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe one of these days. What I'm waiting for to hit uh, Disney Plus are the Ewoks movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I have fond memories of those as, as a kid, but again, I don't know if they hold up the same yeah, way that... Uh, I haven't seen those since I was a kid. I watched the cartoons. I watched the droids and the Ewoks cartoons. Yeah. But that's about it. I haven't seen those in forever either. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I only remember specifically one of the Ewoks movies, the first one, the Caravan of... Uh, what I don't was it called? I don't remember. But uh, yeah, there were two of them. There were no real Star Wars characters in it, aside from you know the Ewoks and, of course, Wicket, who was everybody's favorite yeah. Ewok, So, who was, uh, oddly enough, played by uh, Willow actor. Willow, yep. yep. So, uh, moving on. Uh, Tim, were you a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender? whether the cartoon series or the uh, horrible M. Night Shyamalan movie? No, I am known as a cartoon lover, but I actually don't watch any modern cartoons. I don't. I think the last modern cartoon I watched was from like the 90s. So no, I've never seen the cartoon, never seen the movie. Okay. I figured with kids, you know, no. maybe you would have caught up on some sh- of the... I showed them the good stuff. I showed them the old stuff. That's the way to yeah. do it. There are some newer cartoons that are out that uh, I watch with the boys that are pretty good, but there is a lot of terrible stuff oh, out yeah. there as well. Oh, yeah. They never really got into Avatar, The Last Airbender, or Korra. Um, you know, and, and, of course, obviously, that was beyond my time of you know, watching new cartoons. So don't know much about it, but I know it was a huge hit. Yeah. Um, 
you know, for kids that grew up in that age. Well, in news that will come as a blow to fans of Avatar The Last Airbender, series creators Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Canetzo have decided to leave Netflix's planned live-action series. I didn't even know they were planning one. Oh, yeah, no, I did hear about that. I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, hopefully it's not as bad as the uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie. (laughs) But uh, DiMartino, writing about the situation in an open letter published to his blog Wednesday, revealed he and his creative partner actually left their posts as showrunners and executive producers this past June after two years of development. He said, when Brian and I signed on to the project in 2018, we were hired as executive producers and showrunners. In a joint announcement for the series, Netflix said that it was committed to honoring our vision for this retelling and to supporting us on creating the series. And we expressed how excited we were for the opportunity to be at the helm. Unfortunately, things did not go as we hoped. DiMartino mentions that he realized he couldn't control the creative direction of the series, but that he could control how how he responded. Again, he says, So, I chose to leave the project. It was the hardest professional decision I've ever had to make, and certainly not one that I took lightly. But it was necessary for my happiness and creative integrity. And who knows? Netflix's live-action adaptation of Avatar has the potential to be good. It might turn out to be a show many of you end up enjoying. But what I can be certain about is that whatever version ends up on screen will not be what Brian and I had envisioned or intended to make. And you hear that a lot going on. Uh, you know, there are some studios who are great about giving total control of mm-hmm. you know freedom to the uh, creators, the showrunners, those behind it, and then others where the studio steps in and says, you know, it has to be this way. You yeah. know, so unfortunately, it sounds like that was the case uh, for this. I. It looks like they're still moving forward with it, but just not with the original creators on board. I mean, it doesn't sound very good if they are dropping out like that because I I hear it's a great show. Yeah. I hear it's an amazing show, so they can't be good news. Yeah, and, you know, it, it might be one of those things where it's just, you know, they, they've had this vision. They've already created it. They want to translate th- that to a live action. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the studio Nickelodeon's coming in and saying, well, we've got a, a slightly different version we want to do or you know we want to make it a pure comedy or you know whatever it may be <laughs> we want to go in the direction of an m night Shyamalan movie you oh. know <laughs> <laughs> because that was a huge hit <laughs> all right and then finally in entertainment news uh, tim your girls were any of them fans of the children's book harriet the spy no they were n- i don't think they've even seen the movie that came out no yeah, my, my boys never read any of the books, but I know it was, again, a huge children's yeah. book for, yeah. for people. Well, Apple has ordered an animated series based on the classic children's book Harriet the Spy by Louise Fitzhugh. Beanie Feldstein will voice the titular Harriet, while Jane Lynch will play her nanny, Old Golly. I, I guess that's her name. <laughs> In addition, Lacey Chabert will voice Marion uh, Hawthorne, the queen bee at Harriet's school. Like the book, the series will be set in the 1960s New York City. 11-year-old Harriet is described as fiercely independent, adventurous, and curious. More than anything, Harriet wants to be a writer. And in order to be a good writer, she needs to know everything. And in order to know everything, she has to be a spy. Sounds like it could be a fun project. Uh, you know, if it's on Apple TV Plus, obviously yeah. you have to subscribe to uh, um, that service, and they've got some great shows on there, some great movies as well, including the new Tom Hanks uh, uh, World War II movie. Oh wow! But uh, yeah, you know, again, might be worth looking into streaming that if you've got kids that uh, are into that. 
All right, and then before we go to our next break, let's go ahead and run down some celebrity birthdays. Are you talking to me, Tim? Are no, you talking to me? I'm, I'm not. Oh, okay. I wasn't talking at all, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the reason I ask is because uh, it's Robert De Niro's birthday. He turned 76 today. Sean Penn, 59. Donnie Wahlberg, the other Wahlberger, is 50 today. Austin Butler, 28. You have uh, Juliana Rancic, 44. Tysa Farmiga, 25, the daughter of Vera Farmiga. Basketball player Christian Leitner is 50, and then uh, singer Belinda Carlisle is 61 today. Wow. And folks, that does it for today's entertainment news. When we come back, it's Monday, and it is Put It In Your Mouth Monday. Yeah. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. Now we're all over social media. Many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. That's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. So if you can't catch us in the morning, you can always catch us in the evening. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. It's one of those Mondays. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo. 81. And Tim, we know you're on social media. You've got the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast. Absolutely. Where can folks get a hold of you? Well, if you want to follow my show, it's at Saturday Rewind. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. i got a Facebook page as well. Or my personal one, I had, it's at Tim underscore Nidell. And you've got some uh, cool merch that's come out for uh, not only your personal page, yeah. but uh, Saturday Morning Rewind yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm calling it Rewind Wear. I like it. Yeah, I, I like, like it too. It. So yeah, go to rewindwear.com to check that out. And I do a YouTube too. I do a YouTube channel. I'm going to record some of this going on today. So check that out. Just type in my name, Tim Nadell, and subscribe. Yeah, the YouTube channel is both uh, sort of a mix of a uh, day in the life of Tim exactly, Nadell. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, you've always got your uh, you know unboxing and, and some of the geeky, nerdy stuff that yep. you do as well. Yep. Old video game stuff, toy stuff, yeah. and vlogging, stuff like that. Yeah, the stuff we love. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, it is Monday, and as we do each and every Monday, I ask my co-hosts, would you... Put it in your mouth. Get in my belly! And no, that doesn't have a sexual connotation. <laughs> it, uh, we explore fast food from around the world, some of the weirder things that uh, we come across, and ask my co-hosts if they would put it in their mouth or if they're uh, you know, a little shy and, and don't necessarily want to. I tend to be a little more of a conservative eater. I don't know about you, Tim. Are you a little more adventurous uh, when it comes to food? Kind of, I guess. I've, I've eaten snails and I've eaten alligator and snake and... Stuff like that, so kind of. <laughs> it depends. I've had alligator in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and, which is fantastic. Uh, sni- it's sni- like chicken, but it is. A yeah, chewier. yeah. We had it in a bolognese, which was really nice uh-huh. and uh, oh, so good. Snails is 
kind of where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah. I, I had one just because my brother ordered it and I tried it. And <laughs> I mean, it wasn't horrible, but the texture you need to get past. Well, and that's the thing. For me, it's texture. Yeah. You know, maybe taste a little bit, but if the texture's not yeah, right, absolutely. Ooh, you'll see me dry, dry heave <laughs> real quick. Well, let's start off with our first one, the Big Spicy Paneer Wrap from McDonald's in India. Uh, the Paneer Wrap is a, a deep-fried soft cheese wrapped in uh, a, basically a tortilla, a flatbread, with uh, more American cheese, lettuce, and tomato on there. Tim, the paneer wrap is something you put in your mouth. Did you say what kind of cheese again? It's a deep-fried soft cheese. They don't say exactly what type of cheese it is. I would attribute it most li- likely to a uh, like a brie or a, uh, a a mozzarella. I do. I love soft cheese, but fried soft cheese, I don't. It sounds like I might be in the bathroom all day if I ate that. <laughs> well, and uh, you know, so we'll we'll go ahead and give that a yeah. Uh, I think I'll pass on that one. <laughs> Give that one a buzzer, but uh, you know it's funny because we have sort of deep fried soft cheese all the time here in America as uh, mozzarella sticks, yeah. which are fantastic depending on where you go and get them. But uh, this one seems a little bit of of a firmer soft cheese, yeah. and and again for me, cheese is either fantastic or mm, not so much. Yeah. You know? And it's no secret I, I'm not a big fan of American cheese. It just, no, when you said American cheese, I mean, I, I like it on burgers. Yeah. That's that's about it. Yeah, but uh, I, even on burgers, you know, it, it has that sort of Plastic. plasticky taste to it. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Just can't I remember one time I tried to make a, uh, like a tortilla with melted cheese on it when I was a kid, and I put American cheese on it. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. No, I went to Applebee's once, and uh, they forgot to take the wrapper off of the cheese. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I bit into it and got a big old... You got double plastic. Oh, yeah. Cellophane and... Yeah. (laughs) All right, moving on to our next one. This is actually one for me I wish that they had here in the U.S. Baskin-Robbins in Malaysia, red velvet cake ice cream. Are you a big red velvet cake fan in general? You know, I'm not a cake fan at all. What? But red velvet, I can tolerate. Okay. I don't don't like the dryness, but the red velvet's a little juicier, you know, and the frosting's a lot better than than cake (laughs) frosting. But that, I I think I tried that one, though. I think I tried that one. All right. Uh, Yummy. Yeah, red velvet cake for me is probably my hands-down favorite. Um, Again, I, I don't know exactly where it comes from. It's essentially a chocolate cake that is heavily tinted red. Yeah. Don't know why. <laughs> blood. The blood but, of, yeah. the, <laughs> blood of the, the elves that made it. <laughs> and then it has a cream cheese frosting, which, oh, yeah. I love me some cream cheese. I do cheese like cream frosting. cheese, yeah. So uh, this looks like it has swirls of that cream cheese frosting oh, in that's it. that's awesome. Um, again, something that I would love to see here in the States, but, you know, we may or may not Maybe ever get day. that. Maybe one day. All right. Let's move on to the next one, McDonald's in Japan. You have the Ebi Fileo. Uh, it's basically a fish fillet, but instead of fish, it's shrimp. So it's deep fi- fried shrimp in a patty. And then uh, they've got a little bit of a special sauce that they don't say quite what it is. But, uh, you know, if it's McDonald's, it's probably similar to what they put on the Big Mac. Is that something you put oh, in your mouth? Oh, man, I don't know. I hate their fish sandwich, so I'm probably going to pass on this one because it probably has the same feel and texture and everything as the fish filet, which I'm not a fan of. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when it comes to fish, you know, I I, I love a a good salmon steak. I love uh, shrimp when it's, you know, done properly. But when it comes to fast food and fish, I 
I my my guard is always up because yeah. you, you never know if it's going to be quite cooked properly. And then with a special uh, sauce, you never know what it's going to taste like. Probably tartar sauce, which I'm not a fan of tartar sauce. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm with you there. I, I think I would probably pass mm-hmm. on that as well. All right, let's move on to Pizza Hut in the Philippines. You have what's called the Star Pops Pizza with mini hot dogs and mustard. And essentially, <laughs> it is a normal pizza, but in the crust, they have put little mini hot dogs around the outer edge, topped with uh, a little swirl of mustard. Tim, is it something you put in your mouth? And you're sure America didn't create this? Well, uh, <laughs> we probably did, and then sent it off to them to try out to see if it was worth oh, doing. Oh, gosh. Um, wow. I mean, I don't mind hot dogs. I love mustard. But... Inside of a crust? I don't think so. I just that I can taste it right now, and I don't think it's a very appealing taste. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, hot dogs go with a lot of things. You know, I, I as a kid, and I make it for my kids. Put hot dogs in like macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those go uh-huh. well together. Hot dogs and pizza? No, my pizza's my favorite thing of all time. Maybe not so much. I've gotten creative a little bit myself, but I don't think I've ever thought about, oh, let's put a hot dog in there. (laughs) (laughs) And we've talked about the the hamburger one in the past, which... I've had those before. Might be a a little more doable, Mm -hmm. a little more resembling of, you know, like sausage pizza or something like that. But hot dogs just had that distinct taste that I don't think quite mixed with the the, the pizza flavor. So I don't blame you there. All right, let's move on to the next one that uh, comes out of McDonald's in Italy. It is spinach and Parmesan nuggets, basically deep-fried spinach Parmesan uh, uh, concoction that looks like one of their standard chicken nuggets, but when you open it up, it's this green, gooey center. Is that something you'd put in your mouth? Is it just spinach? It's just spinach and Parmesan. Okay, so Parmesan. So you have a little bit of cheese in there, but is is the Parmesan going to keep it together? Well, the thing is, it says it's just spinach and Parmesan, but it's sort of a gooey cheese, which I've never known Parmesan to do. So maybe it's like shredded, like Parmesan. Right, or maybe a little bit of like a mozzarella in there as a a filler. I think I might try one and go go from there. Get in my belly! Yeah, the it doesn't look appetizing. Okay, so I, don't, I don't see a picture. <laughs> <laughs> but the flavors, you know, I like spinach. I like I Parmesan. I, I like deep fried things. So, yeah, 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 I may go with that. All right, let's go get it afterwards. And <laughs> where, did you, where did you say it was? Japan. No, no, sorry, Italy. Italy. Okay. Not, okay. Not quite as far as Japan. All right, and, and probably not as much. I don't know. What's the virus like there? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, they were hit hard by it. They were. Remember? All right, well, yeah, well, maybe so. we can order to go. <laughs> Well, here's a place that I try to avoid here in the U.S. anyway, but uh, Burger King in Europe and Asia have the spicy bean burger. Essentially, it's one of their long sandwiches that's uh, not a hamburger patty, but it is a spicy bean that's put into patty form and uh, you know used as a vegetarian alternative to a hamburger. Tim, is that something you put in your mouth? Again, am I going to be in the bathroom all day after eating it? That's well, the it question. is Burger King, so keep that in mind. Yeah, Burger King and the bean. Um, nah, I'm going to pass on this one, too. I <coughs> certainly with you there. You what, ha- what happened to Burger King? It used to be my favorite place to go as a kid. It used to be good, but <laughs> Burger King is, for me, at least one of those places now that you'll go in and, you know, when you eat it, sure, it tastes yeah. just fine. But I instantly regret it after I'm done. And to yeah. me, it varies per state. Honestly, I've been in better states, so I don't know what it is. Hmm. Well, uh, it's 
one of the places that I don't go very often. But uh, you know what? That does it for another installment of our Monday. Put it in your mouth. When we come back, we have a segment called Don't Get Cheeky with the TSA, and you'll find out why. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. We're headed into the final segment of the first hour, but there's still plenty of show ahead. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can also get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and as always, tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, this next segment uh, we've titled Don't Get Cheeky with the TSA. Uh, obviously, travel right now is hard enough as it is. Um, Tim, you drove down here, but you've done your fair share of uh, flying and oh, traveling. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Obviously, post 9-11, TSA is, you know, they are the gatekeepers to whether you have uh, a good flight, whether you get to your <laughs> flight on time, and uh, ultimately, they're people you just don't really want to mess with, uh, especially if you're in a hurry. I remember before 9-11 happened, I was flying to Tallahassee, and um, I kept on beeping. I don't know what it was. I kept on beeping. And they did the little wand thing, and my shoes were beeping. And they, they were like, go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. <laughs> Nowadays, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, and it's weird because, you know, you go through, and, and when you're traveling with kids, they, they make you go just through the metal detector yeah. and... It, they try to make it as easy as possible. Uh, you know, they keep their shoes on. There's minimal things you have to pull out of the backpacks except for, uh, you know, the tablets yeah. or, or, or computers. But when you're traveling alone, you know, you've got to have every little piece of lint out of your pocket. You go into that machine that scans your entire body. And then uh, inevitably you have people who have either never traveled before or have traveled and just completely forgot what to do when they're in line to go through the TSA checkpoint because uh, it's amazing just the way people react when they're there. Yeah. So. Yep. But in any case, uh, pulled up a list of uh, things not to do to TSA agents. All right. You know, just to make your life a little bit easier. First off is telling them, I need to skip the line. I'm in a hurry. To I'm be sure, fair, I'm sure it's worked before, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm in some cases, uh, you know, if something's happened where the line's super long and your flight is coming up, I've seen people move ahead, but ultimately everybody's in a hurry. Exactly. You know, and just exactly. saying, oh, I need to skip the line. I'm in a hurry. You know, so is everybody else. All you're going to do is make people mad, and of course they, you know, get uh, uh, notes from the TSA. Oh. T. Yep. Something. something. <laughs> All right, what's, you want to go back and, I an do. hour ago and start over? I do. Yeah, right. I've got a rewind button somewhere. <laughs> Let's do it. They have notes from the TSA agents who tell you why not to do these things. So it says, regardless of how innocent it seems to try and skip the line because you're running late for your flight, don't do it, says travel expert Sean McClenahan, president of Blue Dessert Cabo. 
I don't know what, what is that. What is know. blue dessert coffee? I want to go on that. What I is know. that? It sounds delicious. <laughs> There's a reason all travelers are asked to arrive at the airport two hours before their flights. Lines can be long, and you never know what can happen. He says asking the TSA agent to skip the line of people is rude to the agent and the rest of the line. By trying to rush through the line and the standard protocols, you could raise a few red flags and you could bring more suspicious, uh, more suspicion to yourself by trying to avoid getting screened and rushing through, which makes sense. It does. It Sh- does. Show up on time. Mm-hmm. You know? Here's one in the age of COVID. Again, don't get cheeky with the TSA agents and say, I totally don't have COVID-19. <laughs> wink, wink. I can see all the uh, dads doing that. Right. You know, <laughs> dad joke right there. Uh, yeah, they Most of them don't have a sense of humor. One, because they hear it all day long. Yeah. And two, they're just trying to do their job and not deal with angry customers. You know, everyone is on edge flying during COVID-19. There are many shared services, crowds that congregate in security, and plenty of times when social distancing just doesn't happen. TSA agents have essential jobs, and they're putting themselves at risk to keep travelers safe. In fact, reports to the Washington Post, more than 1,000 have tested positive for COVID as of early July. So you really don't want to strike fear into them by suggesting you have COVID-19, even if it's just a joke. Yeah. I mean, it's like saying you have a bomb. Right. Or, I don't have a bomb. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Again, another joke where people try to be funny it just doesn't if you say uh, you just want to pat me down don't you <laughs> trying to trying to be peak uh, you know cheeky with them but uh, you know being picked for random body search is a prize no one wants certainly I've, I've been there have you really have there, luckily yeah. knock on wood yeah. uh, I haven't I used to get ra- I used to get randomly um, selected almost every time I wonder I if your name is on a list I don't know it, it stopped I don't do it anymore okay but it was like 15, 20 years ago. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That, that's scary, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you look like a terrorist I to do. me, so... Uh, it was before the beard. Oh. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think the beard <laughs> adds that uh, that level of scariness. But uh, <laughs> in any case, it says, you know, it's likely something that everyone will experience at some point. TSA agents aren't exactly thrilled about patting down strangers they don't know either, but it's part of their responsibility. That's why you shouldn't make the experience even more uncomfortable by making a sexual joke about the ordeal. I would agree yeah, with that, I you would. know. And nah. uh, nobody wants to be patted down. They don't want to be patting people down. But uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's something we have to live with. Unfortunately, there are a few people out there who have ruined it for the rest of yeah. us. And uh, just making jokes about it doesn't help. All right, no to self, no more jokes. All right, cool. <laughs> speaking of poop, people who have ruined things. Did you just say speaking of poop? Speaking of poop. Okay. okay. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this one, though there may be something on the list. <laughs> uh, telling them that you don't want to take off your shoes is a big red flag to uh, have them make you take off your shoes. Unless you have TSA PreCheck, which releases some of the security requirements like removing shoes or your laptop, all passengers must follow protocols when going through security. Does anyone really want to bend down, unlace their sneakers, and walk in the socks or bare feet through an airport? Of course not. But if you want to catch your flight, you need to. Don't try and fight TSA in the process. Never take your frustration out on TSA agents. Remember that they are people who are just trying to do their jobs while also protecting you and the rest of the passengers. And, of course, you know, the infamous shoe bomber is uh, the whole reason we have to take our shoes off there. Again, as long as people come up with creative ways to make our lives more miserable, 
it's just going to get harder and harder. And you're not going to get your way. <laughs> I've no. seen I've seen people try. I've seen videos all the time. You're not going to get your way. Right. All right. Uh, the next one up on the list is something we were just talking about. Telling the uh, TSA agent, well, the scanner will give me cancer. I'm not getting in it. <laughs> I got news for you. If you're using a cell phone every day, that's about as much chances uh, of getting cancer from an electronic device as going through a scanner once every once in a I while. Know. Well, you know, in a world full of conspiracy theories, you may be tempted to believe one or two of them. One that circulated recently is tied to the full-body scanners at airport security. In part, it has some truth, since the first backscatter X-ray scanner did expose passengers to radiation and also gave TSA agents a peep show. However, these were banned <laughs> in 2013, and now the millimeter wave scanner is perfectly safe and respectful. And, uh, yeah, you know, that was always my concern, not the cancer portion. It but was what they see. Oh, yeah, and yeah, they <laughs> saw everything. I remember seeing pictures of that. I, I don't know, but nowadays it's kind of cool. It feels like you're, like, walking through, like, total recall, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's awesome, you know, the, the fact that, Movies from 80s, yeah, 70s, yeah. 60s sort yep. of foreshadow the technology we have today. <laughs> we talk about it every once in a while on the show, but uh, that's essentially what it is. Of course, you know, not quite, uh, you know, just the bones walking through and, you know, shows a <laughs> firearm on your side. But, uh, yeah, now it's just, you know, it, if it detects something, there's a little outline of the body yep. and where that detection might be. And like I said, it's so sensitive that if you've got a big wad of oh, lint in your pocket, They'll stop you for it's it. That's crazy. And so, uh, again, before I even get there, I make sure I pulled everything oh, yeah. out. Oh, Any link goes in the right. trash. And yep. I, I just don't want to take that chance, nope. you know? And the faster you get it off, the faster you go through. That's so. exactly it. All right. This next one reminds me of, uh, was it um, Meet the Parents or Meet the Fockers, where uh, uh, Ben Stiller's in the plane and he starts going, bomb, 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 bomb. That's uh, Fockers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Ask the TSA agent, are you looking for a bomb in there? <laughs> Might send up a few red flags. That's another dad joke right there. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, dads, for ruining flying for everybody. Oh, exactly. Jet setter and travel blogger Lisa Niver reminds travelers that a TSA agent's number one priority is safety. It's a job that most people take seriously and definitely one that should be respected. So while it's annoying when your bag is searched, remember why it's being done and never joke about anything that could put others in danger, like insinuating that you have a bomb or a gun. <laughs> it's not only in bad taste, but it holds up the line, and, and just don't do it, folks. Yeah, you probably won't go to where you're going if you do that. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, things that will keep you from going somewhere, telling them, I'm feeling a little bit tipsy. You know, some people need a little bit of a of a drink to get them over the fear of flying, but uh, maybe wait till you get past TSA to get to that point. Sure, we've all had vacations where we've savored uh, every last minute and every alcoholic beverage until the last minute, but even if you are a tad bit tipsy, you should never reveal that fact to the TSA agent. You should also do your best to sober up before getting through security since they have every right to deny you entry if they feel that you can't handle yourself. So uh, I think we're handling ourselves pretty well. We are headed into our long break. So folks, in about seven minutes, we will be back with our call-in topic, favorite cartoon that no one else has ever seen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a little bit. Laugh it up, fuzzball. 
I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. It is Monday. Mon- wow, Monday. Monday. It is Monday, August seventeenth. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm still joined by my special guest co-host Tim Nidell. Now we are into the second hour. How is it being here in studio? And uh, doesn't time just fly? It is awesome, man. I'm loving this. It, and wearing the headset brings me back to my 20s playing Halo 2 again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only in this case, you don't have a controller yeah. in your hand. We, we have a giant TV. We need to, to get Halo on Oh, here. that'd be great. And you don't have some uh, 10-year-old who uh, is swearing <laughs> at you and calling you out on stuff. So uh, Call me a cheater. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, You know, little kids who have all the time in the world to play I games know. that are owning you on it. I also find joy in calling you out because you're an adult and you actually have I know. a life. Yep. But uh, yep. ah, that's just the age we <laughs> live in, you know, where uh, anonymous kids can uh, give you crap for just being who you are. I guess that was the start of it, the start of the trolls, the online trolls. Exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully, folks, you guys who are listening and watching are not online trolls, but we do want to hear from you. This is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys to call in at the end of this segment. We open up the next segment to you, that number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world, even if you are in Italy at McDonald's uh, eating that uh, uh, spinach and Parmesan (laughs) deep-fried, whatever it is. Let us know how it tastes. Exactly. But we do want to hear from you. And in honor of Tim being our special guest co-host, our call-in topic today is favorite cartoon that no one else has seen. Now, uh, obviously, we're geeky, nerdy guys. We grew up loving cartoons and and have a, a better memory for some of these lost ones than a lot of folks do. Yeah. But at the same time, there were so many that came out over the years that, uh, you know, they, they lasted for a season or, as was the case in most of the 80s, they sole purpose was just to sell toys and the toys didn't sell so well so the cartoons ended up going off the air uh the funny thing about that is you know the plots were thin the dialogue was not great but ultimately all they wanted to do was just sell toys it was fun man yep those are the good old days and uh, in some cases it worked you know in some cases uh you know my favorite cartoon of all time is transformers And they sold a ton of toys back in the 80s. Of course, that continued in through the 90s. They hit a little bit of a slump during the early 2000s, and now they're back big again. In oh, fact, yeah. they just released a brand new animated series That's on right. Netflix, right. which is it's decent. It's not great. I'm not going to lie. But uh, in any case, we're not talking about the stuff that everybody knows. We're talking about the stuff that uh, really only survive in our memories. So let's go ahead and start off with your pick, Tim. What did you choose as a cartoon that no one else remembers? Like you said, it's hard to pick one that you think nobody else remembers because, to me, they were all big cartoons. Even ones that lasted 10 episodes, I remember loving. (laughs) So it was hard to pick one. Um, 
I actually picked one, but you stole that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first pick because I love that card, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. I picked a show from 1986 that I loved as a kid. It ran for 13 episodes. So I'm pretty sure most people don't even remember it was a cartoon. Yep. And that show was Galaxy High. Yeah, Galaxy High is one of those that I, I vaguely remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember coming across, and it wasn't really my cup of tea, so uh, I usually continued on. Yeah. But uh, for those who do remember, let's give you a little bit of nostalgia, shall we? bring back intros that tell you the whole story of the show again. I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> that that was one signature of the 80s. Is if, that, if you uh, missed any of the episodes, you know what was going to happen because of the intro right, right there. Yeah, the intro was almost as long as the episode <laughs> itself, and it told you the whole plot of the story, yep. so you could dive right in without any sort of You know what's story. great about the intro, though? You might not know this. You probably don't. Um, the creator of that intro was Don Felder from the Eagles. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. Did he do the robot voice, too? I, I don't know. I've interviewed him twice, and I didn't get a chance to talk to him about that. So I, I, I'm assuming he probably did. I think you need to interview him one more time just to find <laughs> that out because, uh, uh, again, classic 80s intro with the big guitars and yeah, then yeah, the, the synth. synth. Oh, <laughs> love it. So, uh, yeah, folks, if, if you don't remember that one, of course, everything sort of lives in posterity um, over YouTube. I'm sure you can still find classic episodes. And the creator of that show was Chris Columbus, who actually directed the two Home Alone movies, the first two Harry Potters, the yep. Adventures in Babysitting. So this show had a lot going for it, but I guess it just didn't resonate. I mean, you didn't watch too much of it. No. no I just I, I don't know. The aliens. I just thought the aliens were cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think it was, uh, you know, getting home after school to watch a show about school. Oh, maybe, maybe that was... Maybe uh, so. Maybe that's what yeah. did it. But uh, for my pick is a... Uh, a cartoon series that, as you mentioned, was going to be your first pick, and yep. you know, great minds think alike. I guess. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, you know, this came out of the follow-up success to Thundercats, which uh, is one of my all-time favorites that as well. Tied for my favorite cartoon of all time. Yeah, uh, such a great show, great toy line from LGN. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if the follow-up doesn't sell any toys, well, then it only lasts for one season like this one did <laughs> in 1986. Let's go ahead and listen to the theme.
Yes, that <sighs> intro comes in at a minute and 20 <laughs> seconds long, complete with its own guitar solo in the middle of it. <sighs> Tip, stereotypical 80s. And then, of course, you know, a lot of these cartoons, the... The intro was done by these phenomenal animation houses out of Japan yeah. where it looked fantastic. And then you get into the cartoon itself and it was a little <laughs> choppy and you know, the mouths moved not quite in sync. But uh, Silverhawks was a, a favorite of mine. You know, the the team of cyborgs from Limbo that protected against Monstar. You know, and uh, I always identified with Bluegrass, who oh, was yeah. the, he had the guitar yeah. that shot out the yep. sound beams, and so much fun. But uh, I think most of us had the toy for Commander Stargazer, and those were great because you'd squeeze the legs together yep. and the arms would go out with yeah. the, the wings. And I remember we had a Christmas when I was a kid, and my aunt uh, Melody, Uncle David, they bought, I think like five of them. Wow. For, for me and my brother for Christmas. So I had almost all of them, and I love that cartoon, man. I want to watch it now, like right now. Let's I do, stop, too. Let's stop the show and watch it right now. I do, too. And then the other thing is that uh, apparently uh, through the Thundercats reboot in 2011, they referred to the Silverhawks, oh, making right. them part of the same wow. shared universe. Which I forgot is about that. Pretty cool. But, folks, uh, that was our picks for... Cartoons that no one else has really seen. Now, we want to hear from you guys. We're opening the phone lines now. That number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Give us a call and let us know your favorite cartoon that nobody else remembers. We'll see you guys in a few. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic, where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and the watchers at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. The topic today is your favorite cartoon that no one else seems to remember. So uh, we do have at least one caller on the line. Let's go ahead and go to our first call. Hi, who are we speaking with? Oh, yeah, it's the Macho Man Randy Savage, huh? And I'm going to ask you if you remember... Hulk Hogan, the American rock and roll cartoon or some crap like that. Uh, yeah. Didn't <laughs> have the macho man, and I'm a little sour about it. Uh, the sour of power. I do have the handle to go to hold. They call the Ghostbusters, and they're in control. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that is... That is our infamous co-host, Tony Sanfilippo, (laughs) with his wonderful Macho Man impression. You know, it's funny, I did not remember that Hulk Hogan cartoon until you just brought it back up. (laughs) It does, Rickard, yeah. I I thought about it on hold. I'm like, what am I going to say when I jump (laughs) on? And for some reason... I decided to just go macho man and scare this old lady uh, across the street <laughs> walking her dog. So <laughs> I stepped out. I'm uh, calling from uh, Boise, Idaho Whoa, today. And uh, yeah, there's a lady that was walking her dog. <laughs> I think I freaked her out by Ooh, doing yeah. that. <laughs> no, I, I have seen I that cartoon. I have seen that cartoon. I remember liking that cartoon, and it was a, it was a fun cartoon. Yeah, you know, it, and of course there were a number of cartoons in the 80s that uh, were 
made after public figures like you know Mr. T and you know uh, yeah. all of that. But uh, you know, I vaguely remember that one. Of course, when I started getting into the whole WWF, which is WWE now, was a little bit past you know that uh, Hulk Hogan, yeah. Randy Savage, Ultimate Warrior time. You know, I got in a little bit later when I it was... got into it in the eighties and early nineties. Then I got out of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of yeah. course they always sold toys and they still sell toys uh around those figures uh tony did you have the the giant uh, uh stuffed hulk hogan what were they uh, wrestling buddies or yeah. <laughs> the wrestle buddies yeah no i actually did not my neighbor had a hulk hogan one I guess. and um and he used to wrestle that thing on the trampoline all the time so was was that the neighbor who also defiled his uh stuffed animals yeah yeah that was the one i was gonna huh. <laughs> I'm gonna mention it, but yeah, that's that, that was the okay. one. Well, now I have well, a whole, wait, diff- I have a whole different visual now in my mind. So yeah, hopefully he's not a yeah, listener of the show because totally just called him out. So <laughs> I would, I would imagine, I would imagine he's not listening. So <laughs> I mean, he could be, but I'm not gonna use his name. But uh, yeah, that would be the one that I told you about. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tone, we oh, we miss you on the show. Obviously, you'll be back on Wednesday. Um, are you able to chime in a little bit tomorrow as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, I was going to say another normal one, uh, okay. not to steal anybody's thunder, was, uh, you, you know, when show my sister and I used to watch a lot, and I forgot all about it until I started thinking, was Bobby's World. Yeah, Bobby's World. Oh, Uncle Bob, Uncle yeah. Bob! <laughs> hey, Bobo! <laughs> Howie Mandel is the voice of For Bobby. Reason, yep. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a fun show my sister and I used to watch a lot as kids, too, which is no. um, not one of my bigger ones, but that was one I totally spaced off we used to watch. Rumor has it they're rebooting it. And what? Is it going to be with Howie? Yeah, it is with Howie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is with Howie. Well, in this day and age, that oh. doesn't surprise no. me because there are no more original ideas coming yeah, out of exactly. Hollywood. So. Yeah, this is a great, like, a great show, though. I got this idea. Let's go back to the 90s and let's redo what we already did, but we'll tell different stories. Are they going to make it a uh, dark <laughs> drama about uh, Bobby's descent into drugs like oh, uh, yeah. like Bel Air? Wow. Yeah, it'll be Bobby's kid and Uncle Ted will be in a in a uh, old folks home. <laughs> Paranoid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love the nostalgia, though. All right, Tom, appreciate you uh, calling in. Obviously, chiming in because I know Absolutely. this would be right up your alley. Unfortunately, you're not live with us. Uh, you I'm know, not. In your well, studio, I am but... like I'm looking forward to listening to the whole show. You guys have a great rest, one Tim. Awesome to have you on, buddy. Well, and, thank uh, you. It's definitely different being on the other side on this one, Tim. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> You're me. You're me right now. Yeah, you should have called in and said... I knew now, yeah. You should have called in and said, hey, guys, it's Tony. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, it's Tony. It's... Well, maybe tomorrow you might get that. There you, you know. go. All right, Tony. We'll <laughs> All talk right, to you so later. Let's have an excellent Bye. show. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Oops! <laughs> you just dumped him. I, I you just you cut just, him off you, a you, oh, man. little early, you know. Just that. <laughs> well, good. good. L- little trigger happy on the uh, the I drop. I didn't want to hear from him because he's trying to avoid me. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he actively, uh, you know, changed his uh, his trip <sighs> out here just because he knew you were coming. What a so, church. Yeah. <laughs> but folks, we've got about three minutes left in the segment, and so we do want to hear from you. Give us a call right now: eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. 
toll-free from anywhere in the world. Running down some more of my favorites from the 80s that people have forgotten. This one is probably the better known of the more forgotten ones. And, uh, of course, being a Transformers fan, I was a fan of anything that was something that turned into something else. And I'm talking Mask. Yeah, no, Mask was good. Mask was cool. You know, it lives on. It uh, exists in uh, IDW Comics right now. Ah. They're looking at adapting a live-action version of it because I think Hasbro still owns the property. Yep, that's right. And, uh, of course, like any 80s, you know, it wouldn't be complete without, uh, you know, a good acronym for both the heroes <laughs> and the villains. Mask st- stood for Mobile Armored Strike Command with a K just like uh, Christian Phoenix. With a K. With a K. And then you had Venom, which was a vicious evil network of mayhem. Oh, God, scary. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Another one of my favorites, do you remember Count Duckula? I do, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think it was more well-known overseas. That's where it originated, but it okay. ran for four seasons, so, I mean, it was popular. Yeah, there were a lot of spinoffs of the Duck Tales, and obviously Darkwing Duck, yeah. and then you had Mighty Ducks, and... and That's uh, true, Count- a, lot of, a lot of ducks around that, and I think Count Duckula came after DuckTales. Yeah. So yeah. DuckTales may have started the, the duck frenzy. <laughs> exactly. Well, we do have another caller on the line, so let's go ahead and go to that caller. Hi, who are we speaking with? Hey, guys, it's Kendra. Hey, Kendra, Hello. how are you doing? I'm good. Hey, I actually just called to talk to Tim. Oh, oh, no. oh you can hang up now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always end up talking to you and Tony. You know, Tim's on the same time I am. Yeah. Never get to talk to him. Nothing no, wrong I'm with just that. Kidding. I, <laughs> I actually had um, had one cartoon that I, I think people forget about it because you know when I grew up, I grew up in Denver, and so it was on at five o'clock in the morning. It was the Oof. Very first cartoon you could watch after the test pattern, right? Because you know, <laughs> TV didn't used to be on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and it was called The Wuzzles. And again, I think it was one of those cartoons that was designed to sell toys because each toy had a little book and they had a lot of stories. Yep. Um, but I think people forget about it because it was on at 5 o'clock in the stinking morning. Right. <laughs> well, and unfortunately, you guys there in Denver, for whatever reason, TV shows start an hour earlier than pretty much anywhere else in the country. And so uh, to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, oof. Yeah. I, I used to do that. But, yeah, Wuzzles was a great cartoon. And my, yeah. and my good friend, my buddy Brian Cummings, was the lead voice actor on that. That's right. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow. And then uh, Wuzzles, uh, did they have any relation to Popples? No. I mean, they, and they look similar, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe two competing brands right. that came Maybe. out at the same time. The Wuzzles were the ones that were, yeah, the Wuzzles were the ones that were like, Half hippo and half rabbit. Yeah, that's um, right. And now as an adult, that's a little weird to me because I think, well, how did a hippo and a rabbit manage that? <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> we can only imagine. But uh, Kendra... A little scary. Yeah, exactly. Thank you again for calling in. Uh, we Thank can always uh, count on you for uh, chiming in on you know some of these topics. And, of course, this is a fun one for us personally. So uh, hope to uh, hear from you again on uh, future call-in topics. Yeah, have a great show, guys. Thank you. You Thank too. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, I just told her to have a good show as well. I was about to do the same. (laughs) (laughs) Just force of habit. But folks, that does it for our call-in topic of your favorite cartoon that no one else remembers. When we come back, we have a segment called Amazon Gold. Again, you won't want to miss it. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. A 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Monday, August 17th. Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, inviting you guys, the listeners and the watchers, to call in on any topic whatsoever. Hey, maybe you're uh, catching us in rebroadcast and you want to chime in on your favorite cartoon that no one else has seen. You still have that opportunity. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. It's a voicemail. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. No human interaction whatsoever. So we even social distance on the phone for you. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now in this segment, wanted to talk about Amazon Gold. Specifically, not gold you can buy on Amazon, but rather the reviews for some products that are just brilliant. You know, when you get some really smart people who uh, take their time to fill out reviews in a fun and entertaining way, well, we all get to enjoy that. And uh, this actually sprouted out because um, somebody brought up the reviews for the um, the Black Forest sugar-free gummy bears one day. Okay. And uh, if you go in and you, you look those up and uh, start reading the reviews, well, You'll find very quickly that uh, people all have the shared sensation of, uh, you know, you eat too many of those and they work as a uh, diuretic and uh, help clean out the system, maybe not at the most opportune time. And a lot of people shared those stories. Unfortunately, most of those are not uh, FCC worthy to uh, share here on the show. So pulled up another set of reviews that are a little more FCC worthy and still as much fun. For instance, uh, you have this guy who... uh, helped buy his pregnant wife a maternity dress, complete with picture of him wearing said maternity dress out in the sunset. He's got a uh, lay of flowers around his head, holding his his belly in a majestic pose. The review says it's not just for ladies. My wife bought this for our pregnancy announcement, and it was too big. I saw my opportunity and knew what I had to do. This dress does it all. You want to feel pretty? Check. Majestic? Sure. Pregnant? Of course. Hot? It's lit, fam. I'd rate this a perfect 5 out of 5. I'm not sure how it works for the ladies, but it made me feel like a queen. That's awesome. That guy, he he just won. He did. He wanted everything. And that's just the tip of the iceberg for some of these amazing Amazon reviews. I, I... I plan on making this a recurring segment like we do with the misconnections. I'm sure there's so many. Because there's so many out there. For instance... This person's glowing and transformative review of a Swiss army knife says, I found this knife while hiking through Europe. It was stuck in a rock. It's nice, but I found that by pulling it out, I became king of Switzerland, which is a bit more than I bargained for. (laughs) He only rated it three out of five because I I think, uh, you know, being Don King of Switzerland might have a few more responsibilities than he was willing to take on. So, uh, I can appreciate that review. Of course, those who are selling it probably don't appreciate the uh, three-star for a, uh, a funny joke. Moving on, we have uh, this, somebody who rated a uh, Stud Finder app. Of course, you can see where this is going. Uh, rates it five out of five, said works great. As soon as I opened the app, the green light was on, and my phone was buzzing and beeping. 
Confused, I closed it and opened it again, and the same thing. I then realized I myself was the biggest stud in the room. Is he one of the guys that complained about TSA? One of, <laughs> one of the dad jokes? He might be. He Maybe. might be. Uh, to be fair, anytime I'm doing a project around the house and I've got the stud fighter <laughs> in hand, I can't help but be like, that's beep, true. beep, beep, beep. You know, yeah, I, do the, I do the same thing. I, I think it's just built into the male psyche <laughs> that, uh, you know, that's something you have to do. <laughs> There's this person who may have slightly overshared a bit. It was a uh, review for Lube. Said, uh, you know, it's five stars, quote, good Lube. It's Lube. Uh, Lube. It's Lube. Not much more to say. Sometimes I like covering my body in it and pretend to be a slug while sliding around in my bathroom. Okay. That went a little more PG than I thought it was going to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had to pre-read it before (laughs) reading it out on the air because that could have gone one of two ways. Luckily, it went the way of uh, a little more innocent humor. Hopefully. Hopefully a little more innocent. Yeah. (laughs) All right. There's this person who uh, gave a creative review said these sponges are my friends you know basically bunch of bought a bunch of those yellow sponges and colored uh eyes and mouths on them laid them up on their uh, uh staircase it says uh, if i could give these sponges a million stars i would i love them so much i couldn't even bring myself to use them and i drew faces on them they are now my friends and i have a little over 40 sponges i am soon ordering more i love these sponges they are a gift from God. And so uh, that's either the sign of a uh, mental disorder that uh, somebody might want to... Yeah, I think it might be a Dateline episode at some point. Right. But uh, it, cute little faces that they put on there. And I'll post this on oh, our yeah, Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, please. So I want to see those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they started talking to her, I think we might have a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this person who left a review for Soil, of all things... Titled Dirty Dirty Topsoil, 5 out of 5 review. This is dirt. It's dirty. It provides a good base for growing grass when I'm leveling a lawn. The dirt performed very well. When I opened the bag, I found dirt inside. Not only would I buy it again, I've bought it again. If you're looking for a bag of rocks, do not buy this bag of dirt. If you're looking for a bag of dirt, then this is the product for you. (laughs) It's like a poet. (laughs) That's amazing. To be fair, though, how do you write a review on dirt? Why is there dirt on Amazon? Oh, there's everything on Amazon. (laughs) There's nothing you can't find on Amazon. (laughs) All right, moving on, there is this giant beach ball review. They only gave it a two out of five stars. says, a fun way to ruin a weekend to blow a hundred bucks. We took this ball to the beach, and after close to two hours to pump it up, we pushed it around for about ten fun-filled minutes. That was when the wind picked it up and sent it hurtling down the beach at about 40 knots. It destroyed everything in its path. Children screamed in terror at the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like it was mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running after it because its path of injury and destruction was going to cost us a fortune in legal fees. Rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida panhandle. We lost it in South Carolina, so there is something to be said about its durability. And this is literally a, they've got a human next to it, about a 10-foot tall beach ball. Oh, my God. That can cause some destruction. <laughs> I have some friends from the panhandle, I think, watching right now, so let me know if, it's, if you guys see it. 
and watch out. <laughs> Apparently, it's on a path of destruction. So, yeah, watch uh, out. You know, that may be the new fear of 2020. You know, I wouldn't be surprised with everything going on. So, moving on, you have this person's not-so-happy accident. They gave a uh, one-star review, said that uh, beds should not look, or beds should look like beds. says, when I ordered... <laughs> I ordered this when I was high because I thought it was a giant ice cream sandwich. It's not. It's a bed and not the $150 ice cream sandwich I wanted. <laughs> and it looks like an ice cream sandwich. So is it inflatable? It's an inflatable, inflatable. bed. The top of it is that dark chocolatey mm-hmm. brown, and then the middle is, you know, it looks like a couple layers of, of okay. thick ice cream. <laughs> that, yeah, if you're late at night, not of sound mind, and you're looking at it, it looks like a giant, delicious ice cream sandwich. And he wanted to eat it? Is that what he... He did. That's amazing. I don't know if he could do it all in one sitting, but... I, uh... I don't know. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> all right. Yeah, this person's wholesome salad dressing review says, so good. Five out of five stars. I love salad. Once I was walking down the street, and this guy yelled out of his car window, hey, why don't you try a salad? And I was like, yeah, salad sounds all right. So I went to go get one with Caesar dressing, but they were all out. So instead, I I got one with, you guessed it, Catalina. It was great. Now I buy it sometimes. Sweet. Yeah, I think we all do that with dressing. We buy it sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) All right. And then, uh, no, can't read that one. Can't read that one. Um... <laughs> All right. Finally, uh, maybe we can get two more in. Says so the space bar not working. Wow. Can't read that one either. Well, no, apparently this person doesn't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, it makes sense now that you think about it. Oh, because the space bar is missing. <laughs> exactly. It's one out of five <laughs> reviews. One very long sentence says. I bought this keyboard less than six months ago and now the space bar is broken. Don't buy this piece of S. <laughs> of course. All one word because the space bar is broken. <laughs> pretty creative. That is pretty creative. That, that's a good uh, good dad-mom joke right there, yep. but it, it works. And then finally, as we head into the break, this one, which is good sound advice, especially for those of us who have played sports in the past. Somebody bought Icy Hot, decided to leave a 5 out of 5 review, but it says in big, bold letters, don't you dare touch your balls. <laughs> Do not, under any circumstances, touch your ball sack even an hour after putting this stuff on. Just don't. I think that is very sound advice because, ooh, that stuff gets uh, quite toasty on those sensitive areas. Do we have one? one time for one more quick one? We do quick if you've one. got one, yeah. This is for EA. It, they're reviewing EA. They gave it a one star. It says, congratulations, EA. You earned one star. Additional stars can be purchased for five forty nine each. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right, folks, that does it for our Amazon Gold Reviews. When we come back, we're heading into the final segment of the show. Boy, time passes by so fast. We've got this day in history. We'll see you guys in a few. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. 
Yeah, we did it, folks. We made it to the final segment of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, Monday, August 17th. But not before we drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully a few laughs. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. When you're there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, whether it's uh, actually on podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? What do you always say, Tim, uh, when asked that question? No. Oh, you just summoned the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, that sounds good. We are all doomed. Well, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you get the latest episode. Tell your friends. Well, no, actually, reverse. Leave a review. That way we know what you think. And then tell your friends because sharing is caring, as we say every day. But, folks, as we head into the final segment of this episode, we're going to drop a little knowledge, hopefully a little laughs on you as well. i got to pull up the button here, but it is This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat. Ryan Christian Wink. Phoenix. <laughs> Ryan Wink, one of our normal co-hosts, is out on a job, uh, and uh, you know, good on him for uh, getting some work done, especially in this uh, difficult time right now. But while he's out, I'm going to go ahead and take us through this day in history as we do each and every day, starting out with this day in 1807, where Robert Fulton's steamboat Claremont begins the first trip up the Hudson River. And uh, have you ever been on a steamboat, a riverboat? cruised him just at disneyland (laughs) (laughs) again you know it's one of those things that you know if you're the first to do anything there's always that uh, little bit of trepidation that uh you know something could go wrong luckily it's a river so you know if you have to abandon ship not as bad not so bad you're not on the open sea which could be so much worse Moving on, this day in 1808, Napoleon asks King Louis for Holland Brigade towards Spain. And of course, after that, he visited the Piggly Wiggly, uh, or Ferrell's for a Piggly Wiggly ice cream trough. Excellent! Again, we get uh, most of our history from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Would you finish that ice cream? Would you do that? Oh, I don't know if I could. I, I mean, don't know if I could either. I love ice cream, but that's a lot. Yeah. That is an awful lot. And especially, uh, I guess they did it after they went uh, on the... Um, yes, after, you're right. Yeah. So Not before. They tell you don't that, eat and then swim. That wouldn't have been pretty, I don't think. Nope. Nope. Here's one that has me a little confused. It says, uh, this day in 1834, Charles Darwin reaches the top of Campania in Chile during his voyage on the Beagle. On the beagle. Is it a beagle? Is Charles Darwin very small riding a normal-sized beagle? Or is the beagle very large with a normal-sized Charles Darwin? Or maybe the beagle evolved into a horse because of evolution. Ooh. I like the way I you think. I don't know. That's a misleading <laughs> beagle. Hmm. But, folks, that's why we leave it somewhat open. That way, if you want to chime in on the Phoenix line or on our Facebook page, you're more than welcome to do so. Moving on, this day in 1876, Richard Wagner's opera Götterdämmerung premieres in Bayreuth. And again, uh, not a big, don't really know, uh, you know Richard Wagner's work. Obviously, it's a name that many people recognize. Yeah. We'd probably recognize the music if we knew it, but uh, off the top of my head, couldn't quite tell you. Nope. 
what that would be. So uh, with that being said, let's move on. This day in 1908, the Bank of Italy, now the Bank of America, don't know how that works, opens <laughs> a new headquarter at Clay and Montgomery in San Francisco. Did we just take it over? Did uh, Does the Bank of Italy still exist? Do they call it the Bank of America now in Italy? Ooh, I like so that. many questions. I like that. So or, many questions. It's like we did with Freedom Fries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Freedom Fly? Are they, are they not free anymore? They don't no. have freedom with the fries? Are the, fr- are the fries slaves now? They are. They're, they're awfully suppressed. I think we boycott fries now because they're not free anymore. <laughs> oh, I, I think we need to tear down monuments of Ronald McDonald. Yeah, the Fry Guys oh, for sure. The, the statue on the on the the bench with Ronald like sitting yep. like this. I want those all gone. It's got to go. Yeah, it's got to go. Free the fries. Yep. All right. This day in 1933, uh, Major League Baseball player Lou Gehrig plays a record 1,308th consecutive game. I think the only person to surpass that was uh, Baltimore Orioles, um, and of course his name is Dono. Uh, why? Why? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I, I go into it, it's there, and then <laughs> I even, lose it as Christian, soon as it... why would you even mention it if you don't have the name? Right. You realize we're going to get through five more of these before it's actually going to hit me. Probably. So, uh, this day in 1939, The Wizard of Oz opens at Lowe's Capitol Theater in New York. And, of course, you know, that was a groundbreaking movie uh, and still holds up today. You know, not, a lot, not really a lot does. of movies from the 30s do hold up, but Wizard of Oz certainly is one of those. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because you would think that it would look just horrible nowadays, but it is an amazing movie still. Yeah, now speaking of Wizard of Oz, did you ever watch the uh, follow-up to yeah, that, the, uh, Return to Oz? The Disney and Jim Henson one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a much darker take. Much darker. I still yeah. love it, though. Yeah, and actually, I think it follows the book series a little bit it more does. Does. Um, faithfully than you know the 1939 yep. MGM movie. All right, this day in 1946, George Orwell publishes Animal Farm in the United Kingdom, and obviously, you know, George Orwell comes up a lot now just with the way things are going, not only with Animal Farm, but 1985 as well. Yep. And uh, a guy who was certainly ahead of his time. Oh. Yes. this day and see when tony doesn't have something to contribute he usually has sounds that he uh oh here let me uh, you don't have those oh see the pen just dropped on the floor there you go that's my sound that works (laughs) this day in 1966 willie mays takes second place on the all-time home run list um boy was that before or after hank aaron Again, why would you bring that up? I don't know, Christian. <laughs> I stopped. I, I, I loved baseball as a kid, but I just don't know anymore. Yeah, you know, and you hear about all of the home run leaders throughout history. Obviously, yeah. Babe Ruth was the big name to begin with. You know, Hank Aaron was in there, but uh, I didn't realize that Willie Me- Mays at some point took on that, that second place. Willie Mays Hayes? Willie Ma- well, <laughs> not Wesley Snipes. <laughs> not, not in that one. All right, uh... Here's, oh, God, movie I love. This day in 1979, Monty Python's Life of Brian, directed by Terry Jones, starring Graham Chapman, John Cleese, and Michael Palin premieres. Are you a Monty Python fan? I am. I I became a fan later in life. I think I was like 1920. Not not in the year 1920, of course, but 19 or 20 years old. Man, I love Monty Python. Just geniuses. Yeah, Yeah, and it's that, that... 
level of British humor that's dry and silly yeah. all at the same yeah. time. Uh, Life of Brian was fantastic. Obviously, you know, their big hit was uh, uh, The Holy Grail. Yep. Um, but, you know, they followed that up with The Meaning of Life and uh, uh, great comedic actors. Uh, unfortunately, Graham Chapman died in yep. the mid-'80s, I want to say, early-'80s. So. Something like that. And so they weren't able to continue on much beyond that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, Terry Gilliam, who went on to direct movies like 12 Monkeys oh, and yeah. uh, Don Quixote and so many others, uh, he came out of that whole thing as well. All right, moving on this day in 1984, somebody who I feel should be considered for at least the Hall of Fame, Pete Rose, returns to the Cincinnati Reds as a player manager and gets two hits. I forgot there was a time where somebody could be a player and a manager at the same time. <laughs> and of course, now you can find him at uh, malls all along, uh, all throughout Las Vegas, signing autographs, and that's how he makes most of it's his a money shame these that he's days. not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? This next piece of history answers my question from earlier this day in 1989 orioles shortstop cal ripkin jr <laughs> moves into third place with 1208th consecutive game and of course he moved on to be the leader of that uh, record so and that's a name i definitely know that's when i love watching baseball <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you ask and you shall receive you know apparently it comes through uh, this day in 1990, not the best of the film series, Exorcist Three, film written and directed by William Peter Blatt, Blatty, premieres. Um, honestly, I don't even really remember yeah, Exorcist Three. Is that the one where the little girl actually died in real life? I is think that the, I think that is. The I one. think it is. I think yeah, that's a sad story. Yeah, um, and then you had Poltergeist, which was another one where you know yeah. the actress died after some weird. That's right. You know, circumstances. I think that's no, that's the one I was thinking of. Never mind, it wasn't okay. Exorcist. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Linda Blair. I think that's the one where she goes to the mental institute. I don't, and... you, know, you know, I don't know if I've seen that one or not. Hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Before we get to the holidays, this day in 1998 was the beginning of the Monica Lewinsky scandal and the famous Bill Clinton quote: "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." which later we found out he did have sexual relations with what? that woman. I know. Man. Crazy. So he lied? He lied to what? us? What? A politician lied to us? As a president? Blasphemy. Oh, God, no. All right. And then finally, as we head into our uh, the end of the show, we've got some holidays for you. It's Baby, Baby Boomer Recognition Day. We recognize them all over the street. <laughs> it is uh, National Black Cat Appreciation Day, National Nonprofit Day, National Vanilla Custard Day, and then whatever this means, the National Meaning of Is Day. All right. I don't know. Well, folks, that does it for today's show. We will be back. Tim will be joining me tomorrow for a Tuesday episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Until then, have a great day.